Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host Tom Gerrard. Uh, sorry for the radio silence. It's been a uh, been a couple of months since I've uh, done a podcast, but uh, I'm back. This episode is going to be a bit different. I don't have a uh, an artist to interview today. I'm going to be uh, talking to you about something I've been doing over COVID time, which has been studying art online. Um, I've got so much out of it and it's been blowing my mind and I just wanted to share some tricks, tips and knowledge that I've uh, I've learned over this time. I don't really have a uh, valid reason for not doing it, but it's just been a strange time over COVID and uh, I'm here in Melbourne and we've been on a really strict lockdown for a long time. And uh, instead of, I guess, putting myself out there and doing interviews and stuff, I, uh, I guess I, I just locked myself in the studio and... I uh, worked on my art and I uh, worked on a lot of development sides of my art. And while I was working on that, I, um, I started I, I started thinking of, about uh, the fact that I never went to art school and many of the guests I've had on here, and I'm sure many of you listening uh, have never been to art school as well. And I felt that it was uh, something that might be missing from my art, but uh, I didn't really want to go and enroll in art school. I thought I'd just um, see what's out there online and uh, start looking into things on my own. And I've, um, I've highlighted a few areas that, uh, that, I, that I really needed to, to work on. And, you know, the old saying goes, you know, um, learn the rules before you break them. And I just felt that I've been breaking the rules my whole um, art career or art life, really, and um, without ever learning the rules. Like the only art classes I ever did were in um, primary school and high school. And I can't remember what happened in any of them. Um, so yeah, so now as a, as an adult, uh, I thought I'll go back and, and learn the foundations, but also look into different areas of, of art as well. Um, and there's three areas that I've, uh, been focusing on and there are three areas I'm going to like cover in this, uh, in this podcast and, uh, one's technique and the other's who I am as an artist and what am I doing? And the third one is, um, the business side of things. With a lot of the studies I've been doing, it's uh, it's all just sitting there online. It's uh, it's unbelievable to think of how many people are uh, willing to part with their knowledge for free. Uh, a lot of it has come from YouTube. Uh, I've done other stuff through uh, reading books and also signing up to like art summits and things like that. There's there's so many people out there wanting to teach you how to how to do stuff and also just wanting to sh- um, show what they can do as well. So as far as uh, technique is involved, um, I felt that I was approaching each painting as a one-off piece, and like I have worked on bodies of work as well. But I don't know, I just approach a painting with um, not much of a plan and just sort of see what happens, and that's worked for me up until this point. But I, I thought I can go on the rest of my uh, creative life doing that, or I can start um, planning things a bit better and getting some more structure behind my uh my artwork so the the what i was looking into with the foundations was um was composition perspective anatomy color theory uh spatial relation values and use of light yeah if you type any of those into uh youtube like there'll be someone there wanting to uh teach you all about it and um with composition i learned a lot of it through being a, uh, a graphic designer, but um, but as far as really composing a painting uh, and and knowing how a, a viewer's eye m- works around the canvas, 
it's um yeah there was so much out there i didn't know uh things like central focal points um rule of thirds uh eye magnets uh they're all terms that are quite new to me but um there's this guy stefan bauman who does art classes over in uh in america and he just has a he's mic'd up with a video camera and um yeah he's, he's the type of painting he does and the type of painting he preaches is not my cup of tea at all but the uh the rules that he talks about um are very like they work across across the board doesn't matter what style of art you're into uh, another thing's perspective um i've sort of always just winged it with with perspective it's it's pretty easy to get your head around, but um, I don't know. I don't, I've never really painted with a lot of perspective because I always just thought um, I'd stuff it up and ruin the painting. So um, just getting my head around perspective a bit better has, uh, has opened up a lot more opportunities for me to, to paint. And um, I've always just approached every image like head on because I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> but I feel like I'm conquering some of my fears doing that. Um, Anatomy is really, uh, you know, you put like basic figures in in paintings it's good just to know like how how big how long an arm is in relation to a leg and all this sort of stuff just just where everything sort of fits now people can go right into it depending on how realistic your paintings want to be but um but my paintings are aren't that uh complex and aren't that realistic but i still like to know um that i'm getting everything right and um and where everything's meant to sit and uh and that's been really really good to know uh color theory has been great as well uh you know i know what the color wheel looks like i thought that's all i needed to know but there's actually a lot more to it than that um uh you know just how colors relate to each other and um yeah like just how how to how to understand uh how colors work and um also you know that that passes over into values as well and how uh color values work and uh, that's been a real eye opener for me because um, I've all like you know my background was originally from painting graffiti and uh, you know you go to the paint shop and you just choose the colors and you go out and paint. Yeah, I was always just looking for high contrast colors, so uh, whatever I painted really stood out on the street. But um, I've realized that that actually crosses over into values a lot, and I've really learned a lot through through studying that. Um, and spatial relations, a good one as well. Uh, just knowing how to place things around a painting, uh, have some harmony to your artwork, uh, and also use of light. Um, I haven't worked with use of light much. A lot of my paintings have been quite flat, but the more I'm learning about it, the more depth is coming into my artwork. You know, and when you mix like um, how you use light uh, with composition and perspective and things like that, and also color theory, you start to um, develop much stronger paintings. And you can talk about this in your artwork as well. Um, and, you know, you don't know who's looking at your art. And I, I like to think that people who are looking at my art understand art. And uh, if I've been getting all this stuff wrong, I'd hate for them to be looking at my art guy. And this, guy's, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just really, really good to... Uh, to have taken the time to start learning this stuff. And I feel like I'm just at the beginning as well. Like I've spent probably five months learning this, uh, like learning all the stuff that I'm talking about now. But there's, uh, you know, it's bottomless. Like the, the creative journey is uh, is an endless journey. You know, you see lots of uh, great artists uh, on their deathbeds feeling that they've, they've never really um, mastered the style that they want to master. And these are people who are, you know, talked about globally in art history books 
Speaking of art history, uh, that's another topic I've been looking into as well. Um, I don't know a lot about art history. I know what I know, and that's it. There's been so many artists throughout uh, the history of time, but um, I'm starting to look into art history a lot more and understand why certain movements were so groundbreaking and um, and just look at the progression of art over over the course of time. And it helps you understand where your uh, influences come from and where your style has evolved from. Uh, because I paint certain things that, you know, everyone's influenced by different people, but who are they influenced by? And and, where, and then the people before them and before them, you know. So it's um, it's it's good to, to learn about this stuff and have a bit more of an understanding. And I've noticed through, uh, through doing that as well, I've discovered a lot of artists who I really admire. And um, there's a lot of styles from... Um, you know, the past from, you know, hundreds of years ago that I consider to be quite uh, modern looking styles for today. But, you know, they had their day and they've disappeared, but uh, they've come back now that you see more in like digital art and, you know, other other outputs. Another um, another subject I've been looking into as well is like what, what makes a great painting? Like why, you know, it's all this is tied up with art history as well. But why why are certain artists so famous? You know, you can look at uh, certain paintings and certain artists and think, well, what? Why is everyone talking about them? What made them so great? And by looking into that, you get a better understanding of of, of what makes certain artists so great. And uh, and that's been um, a real eye opener for me as well. Now, the second topic I wanted to discuss was um, the who am I and what am I doing topic. Um, This is a daunting one for most artists. Uh, You know, we've all been there. You you meet a stranger, they ask you what you do and you say artist or even if you're into art and then suddenly it's like, oh, what does it look like and tell me about your art. And it's, I know, it's always a a daunting situation to be put in. So I've been uh, wanting to eradicate that. And, uh, and just get to understand like who I am as an artist and, and what I'm doing as an artist and what what my paintings are made up of. And the more I've been looking into this, it's uh, it's once again turning to art history has really helped me. I've um, I've been listening to a lot of interviews with artists uh, while I paint. You know, there there's so many of them. There's lots of podcasts and and all that. But uh, I've been delving into um, artists that you will never hear on a podcast or you don't see them on Instagram because they're they're passed away. Um, their time's come and gone. But you know, there's a, there's lots of uh, interviews out there, and I love listening to artists speak about their art because it's a lot different from uh, hearing um, uh, someone wanting to sell a painting or an art historian talk about art because. Um, they're they're removed from it they're just talking about what they see in the art or whatever research they've done on it but uh i found with with artists the more authentic they are about what they're saying with with less waffle they're not just rambling on and and creating like um you know post rationales about their paintings and just making stuff up but if they speak from the heart and tell them what they'll tell the uh, interviewer what they were really feeling and what that painting really means to them they nail it every time and no one can ever take that away from them. And, uh, and through doing that, I've started to think a lot more about my own artwork and uh, what, you know, like how to speak about my artwork. There's so much info out there uh, to to help you with this. Yeah, I've been looking into how to write an artist statement and bio and uh, what's the difference between the two and what they should um, should entail 
uh, and how to structure it properly, how long should it be, all these types of things. And um, I found that uh, as I continue to deal with galleries, having a, uh, a strong arsenal of this stuff behind me, I feel a lot more confident approaching them. And uh, and I felt the more the more I get my head around this stuff, the more uh, opportunities I've had to speak about my art as well with uh with galleries and uh, other and collectors and people who are interested in in what it is that I'm doing, and the more prepared I am, the more I'm I'm happy to speak about this stuff. Uh, and also dealing with galleries has been a lot easier as well because I'm prepared. I'll send them a painting. They'll uh, they'll ask me about it, and I'll be able to tell them about it. They'll ask me a buy, ask me for my bio. I'll have an up to date one ready to go, and um, it's just a a much more confident way to uh, to move throughout the art world. Uh, during this study into myself and my artwork, uh, I've also come across some really good questions uh, to ask yourself. And one of them is like, uh, what type of artist do you want to be? Um, and when you think about that, it's, you think, oh, I want to be myself. But, but really, you, you're made up of uh, lots of your influences. And it's easy to have, a, uh, have an end goal in sight that you could work towards instead of just... Um, you know, just winging it day by day. So I like to think of it more as like, you know, um, whose ilk of art do you want to be part of and like what style? So when they mention a, a bunch of artists, like who would you like to be thrown in there with? And um, and it's also mixed with like, who you know, another way of looking at it is whose career do you want to base your career off? Not saying that you want to, um, you want to mimic someone, but you want... You want to be similar to them. You want to be as respected as them. You want to show in the same galleries. Uh, I've been, you know, opening up documents and just typing about this stuff, and it's um it's helped me get a lot clearer on uh on who it is that I want to be as an artist, and um and also I've noticed through doing this, I've become clearer on what type of jobs I want to I want to um take on, and also what galleries I want to show in, and what size paintings I want to be making, and I've ended up culling a lot of uh, opportunities because I've realised that they're not right for me. I've been um, uh, offered certain jobs that in the past I would have taken just for the money, but um, I realised that it's not actually serving me. It's not. It's not going to take me in a direction that I want to go. And it's the same with certain galleries. There's, uh, you know, like I used to just put my um, artwork in, you know, any gallery that asked me just to get it out there. But um, now I'm realising that a lot of those galleries aren't serving me because you're bundled in with a certain group of artists and if you don't want to be part of that group then you you stop playing over there you know look at the groups of artists that you want to be part of and where they're showing and start approaching those galleries another question i've been pondering is um what's my ideal artwork like 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 what do you want your artwork to look like um is there anything you want to change about your art is there uh, like what do you like about your art? What don't you like about your art? And if you can ponder these things, uh, you can get a lot clearer on um, on what you're doing. And you can say, you know, like there's this element of my artwork I really don't like, but I keep doing it over and over and you just decide to stop doing it. And then you can see things in your art that you really do like and you can add more of that in. And you can also look at what's missing from there. And uh, is it if, if you remove those things you don't like, is... Is there this um, void in it that needs to be um, replaced? And then you can start thinking about what it is that you want to replace it with. It's um, it's a really uh, powerful question to ask yourself. 
Another question is, uh, how do I want people to describe my art when talking about me? And it's a funny one, this one, because, um, you know, I realized that the art that I was putting out there wasn't the art that I wanted to be known for. Um, yet I kept putting it out there because I, you know, that's what people expected from me. And, uh, and I realized that, um, I was, uh, it was a disservice to myself through just doing the same thing over and over to please other people or to tick boxes. And, um, I wasn't really serving myself and, uh, and doing what I really wanted to do. And the more I've owned that, uh, I've started discovering new art styles that I've wanted, that I've been creating. And, um, you know, I started, I've started down a new avenue. And now when I go back to those old tricks and those old habits, it just seems like, um, the old me coming through and it's uh i've started to um yeah i started to just eliminate that from my artwork and uh, i've actually found myself as well um doing a recall from a lot of my uh for a lot of my old art to get it all back from galleries that have it in stock uh because i realize that that's not the art that i want to be putting out there anymore so um yeah it's been a yeah a big uh, big question for me to ponder and it's um it's had a real big impact on me as I said before, I've been doing a lot of writing uh, on these subjects. And another document I've been working on is um, my visual language document. And uh, people call it visual vocabulary, visual language. There's a few different names for it. But um, it's pretty much all the elements that make up your artwork. Uh, you know, some things you could write about is the, the color, colors you choose, um, the materials you use, the, the format you display your work, like where your work's displayed. But also... Um, like what are all the elements that are, appear in your work like um, and why are, why are they there like get to understand what they're doing there in your work and um, I've been working on this document for a while and I haven't been challenged too much since uh, since I've been uh, writing it but yesterday I um, dropped some paintings off of the gallery and the uh, and they, the gallery took them out of the bubble wrap lined them all up against the wall and they said Tell me about them. And um, I tell you what, if this had happened to me two years ago, the gallery pro probably wouldn't show my work because I wouldn't know what to say about them. I would just be um, lost for words. But, uh, but through typing this document and working out all this stuff, I just rattled off all this, all, the, uh, all my thoughts and feelings and the, the stuff that I'd processed about my artwork. And it went down really well. They actually replied by saying, we can't wait to sell these paintings for you. We're, we're, we can't wait to talk talk to uh, art collectors about these paintings and sell them sell them in for you. So, um, you know, I found this to be a really powerful document. Um, and there's so, like, the more I look into it, the more I'm typing, the more I uh, find new things in my artwork that I want to write about. And, um, you know, because people will, uh, will, will pull you apart. And I know as, from being on the other side of it, being an artist, you want to just paint. And you want to create cool stuff that you're into and you want to make um, cool looking artwork and it's it's just your influences and, wh and what you like. But the gallery don't care about that. They want to know what, what it is that you're doing. And, um, you know, once again, this goes back to listening to the uh, interviews with artists. Like the more you hear artists talk about their work you, sincerely uh, without waffling on about it and they're clear about what they're talking about, the more that you can bring that into your own artwork. And, um, and it, at times it's really hard to, to think about what, what are all these things in your artwork, but the, 
But once you start like really feeling into them and and asking yourself and without any without any bias, you start coming up with answers and and looking into your past and realizing why these things are there. And when you can um, explain that to an art collector or a uh, or a gallery, uh, it just strengthens your artwork. They, this same gallery also pulled out older artworks of mine and. Um, because I'd done this work, I could even talk about the older pieces. And uh, I was, you know, I was really happy with myself. I walked out of there just feeling, I don't know, just feeling on cloud nine because um, in the past that has been a nightmare experience for me. So this brings me up to the third topic, the uh, the business side of things. Um, when it's funny, it's all sort of interlinked. Like all these topics are, are the business side of things, I guess, because... In order to be a successful artist, you need to be able to make great artwork, know how to speak about uh, your art, but also you need to be able to run the business, which is your art business as well. And, um, you know, I know a lot of artists struggle with this stuff. Um, so one of the things I've been uh, thinking about is um, is a sales and distribution channel, um, like where you want to sell your work. Like, do you want to sell it online? Do you want to sell it direct to collectors? Do you want to approach galleries or auction houses or do you want like an art manager or do you only want to paint murals and, uh, and you know, that's the transactions you do and that's how you make your money. You know, it's just uh, having a clear plan is, uh, is really key to this, key to moving forward. Uh, I've found that in the past, like I've uh, painted a lot of murals, but really wanted to be um, showing in galleries, but uh, you know, you can't put a mural in a gallery. So uh, you know, working out that sort of thing and finding some balance because I do like to paint murals and they pay well as well. And it's a it's a cut and dry deal. You paint a mural, you get paid. Whereas you paint a painting, you 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 then have to go and sell it and uh, you know show it in a gallery and do all that sort of stuff to be able to make the money from it. You know, another topic to look at is um, your audience. You know, uh, who's watching? Uh, who are you wanting to attract? And uh, where do you want your art to be seen? And who will resonate with the type of art that you currently do? And um, and what are the art collectors looking for in artwork? You know, um, I've been looking into this a bit. Uh, you know, on my YouTube, you know, exploration, I also uh, follow like Christie's Auction House and uh, and Sotheby's and places like that because I like to see them selling in artwork and also see what... Um, what collectors are looking for it just strengthens what it is that you're doing um you know i've also been looking into materials as well like what materials uh ship well and what's our what's archival um it's just good to know all these things because if you're producing art on stuff that's not going to stick around um you know people aren't going to want to buy it if it's got a short lifespan but it depends you know unless you are the sort of artist and that's part of your art you know it's good to, good to know that you know, um, you know, all this stuff that I'm talking about, I'm speaking predominantly from a painter's viewpoint because I'm a painter. And um, But, you know, I know there's so many different types of art out there and, uh, you know, you can adjust it for the type of art that you do. It's also good to get an understanding of um, how to sell your art. Um, there's lots of videos out there with, like, best practices when dealing with galleries and um, how to get your artwork seen. I uh, find them to be really, uh, really important um, subjects, and it's really good to to get your head around it. Uh, there's 
a talk I listened to by an artist named Paul Klein, and uh, it was all about how to succeed as an artist. And one of the things he said is, um, is there is no art world, just lots of art villages. So choose which art villages you want to be part of. And what he means by that is, um, you know, you look at the type of art that you do and where that fits within the art world and then work within that that area because the art world's massive. Like, you know, it's me as, me as a painter. I don't want to try and push myself as a sculptor unless I really wanted to be a sculptor. And then I would stop messing around with in the paint areas so much and start looking in the sculpting areas. So that's what they mean by villages. There's lots of um, art villages. And there's like, even when selling your art, you know, there's an online art village. There's a gallery art village. There's a uh, museum art village. You know, there's all these different places. There's auction houses. There's all these different areas. So if you made it this far through the podcast, I take it you are actually interested in um, furthering your art. Um, yeah, as I said, like YouTube's got so much on there. Um, think some subjects you can type in there is like foundations of art, like art history documentaries. Um, look for artist interviews of today and past. Um, auction houses such as Christie's and Sotheby's, like galleries all have channels like Tate Modern and Mocha and... Uh, you know, there's lots of art talks out there, like TED Talk style art talks. You know, like they have like ten tips to become a successful artist, and lots of lots of other subjects like that. Uh, but it's all out there, and um, you know, I personally have been dedicating an hour a day to this, but I find that I just go down the rabbit hole and um, you know end up listening to uh, like interviews and stuff throughout the day. Uh, but I just, yeah, it's it becomes addictive and I um, the only reason I'm uh, sharing all this is because I want want to see the art community thrive and um, it's, it's had such a profound impact on me. Uh, as I said, I've never been to art school and I feel that it was something that was missing from my art. I also feel that if I had have gone to art school earlier in life, uh, the lessons I would have learnt back then, uh, I would have forgotten or they just wouldn't be relevant to me now um whereas it's so good to uh relearn them and refresh my mind because um you know i love art and i want to be the best artist i can be and you know i work really hard at this and i'm sure all of you do as well um you know we put hours and hours into this but it's uh when you've got a bit of a when you've got a clearer vision on what you're doing it's um and where you're going uh just it gets you more fired up to pursue that and um yeah, I hope you got a lot out of this. I'm going to uh, put some links to YouTube videos and some notes in the uh, on the website. Uh, go to benchtalkpodcast.com and click on this episode and there'll be some, uh, some notes in there. Uh, let me know if you got a lot out of this. Uh, feel free to share it with a friend who you think could benefit from uh, hearing these things. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with uh, more artist interviews soon. I've... Um, yeah. See ya.